0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> To Geeks with Kids, your bi-weekly podcast, uh, geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. I'm one of your hosts, Eric. Um, joining me this week is Michael. Hey, uh, Stu. Hi. It's been a long time, Stu. We'll talk to you in a bit. And uh, a new a new co-host, uh, uh, Mr. Moore. Hello, Matt. Hello, sir. I forgot to ask you if that's cool if I said your last name, but uh, uh. you know, our 500 <laughs> listeners will, you know, be whatever we. Yeah, uh. But uh,
1: I've always been told my name is best said when it's you know first and last. It's just one word.
0: It's true. It's true. I don't. We pretty much always call you Matt Moore. At least, at least it's since true. I've known you for.
1: <laughs> it's it's a given.
0: It's been like what, fourteen years since I've met you? Maybe longer. God, is not that long? It's 2018. We met in like 2003,
1: 2004. Oh, it was later than that. Wiz was what seven?
0: We met before the Wiz.
1: Did we?
0: Yeah, just before the whiz, we met. The whiz is thousand four, two
1: thousand five. So, what's it really? Man, I thought I was later than that. All right, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah. So wait, since Matt, you're new here. What is? What is? What is why, why? Why? are you on here? Why? why are you a geek?
1: <laughs> my ped, oh. my pedigree. Okay, I give see. give
0: us your oh. geekdom.
1: Okay, uh, let me see. Um, big big comic book fan. Um, I am a. I would say rabid collector of uh, film, especially horror movies, mm-hmm. uh, which I know uh, Eric and Stu can both attest to. They've seen my insane collection, which has only grown in the years. Um,
0: <laughs> Stu's just like, oh, oh no, this is why you uh, bought a house.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, didn't didn't hate the apartment. Needed room for the videos. Okay, <laughs> um, comic book. Uh, I dabble in video games. I guess is the right term for it because I don't exactly have uh, as as great a collection as, as others that are on this podcast but i i play i, know I, I, I play some games <laughs> I, I, I like to play i like to play yeah <laughs> um and you know a bit of a musical theater nerd which is a you know hilarious dichotomy because you see my horror movie collections i'm like i love musicals mm-hmm. and it confuses everyone which is great i love it
0: i love it too um for our 100th episode that's coming up in a couple of weeks uh we're gonna do an episode on what we call our fandom like ah. Um, so, you guys are all obviously welcome to join, but part of me wants to be like, my fandom is musical theater, just to confuse Because <laughs> I, I love musical theater and I love, but you know, I love Star Wars too. So, mm, what do I put as night top? It's hard as my Star Wars helmet <laughs> is right here <laughs> in reach.
2: Star Wars, the musical. That's a hard call. Star there Wars, goes. the yep. musical. Star Wars, the musical.
0: That's true. That's true. Um, so, we, we have gathered here. Today on the internet to record this very very sad um, podcast because earlier this week on November twelfth, uh, Stanley Stan the man um, of Marvel Comics fame passed away. The man it, it's gonna be, it's gonna be hard yeah. to to be in a post in a comic world post Stanley. It seems weird, especially since next year we know that he's already filmed his cameos for um, Captain Marvel and for Avengers four. So seeing yeah. him on seeing on you know on the big screen it's gonna be a little weird because it's, it's, be like, it's gonna be it's gonna be like the last time <sighs> so i think we were just gonna do a, a whole conversation but I, I think we should start about the first time we remember either hearing about stanley or seeing him and um talk or whatnot um Stu, why don't we start with you
3: oh dear
0: yeah, yeah. do you remember <laughs> the first time you ever heard about stanley
3: uh no idea um I mean, it's hard,
0: to, it's hard to tell because he's just sort of seemed to be there all the time, right? He,
3: he kind of uh, I mean I, I when I was a kid, I started getting into, you know the, the 90s Spider-Man TV show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: Really my first introduction. I mean, I, I was given a few uh, action figures at Christmas time and birthdays and I was like, okay, they're cool. I don't know what this is, but they're cool. I like that. And then started watching this tv show and stan just kind of he, he kind of came at you sideways and you know you, you never really he, he was such a sort of uh friendly looking individual and so unassuming that you know, mm-hmm. felt like he walked onto the screen and said <laughs> here i am it's, you know he came up and you'd see this guy and be like oh I, that guy i i've seen him involved in the marvel things in one way or another before and it's a while before you really or before i realized like oh that's the creator
0: yeah yeah Uh, no to be be honest that's sort of what happened with me um i didn't like when i was reading comics growing up I, i i read a lot of dc i was a big Superman fan, but I also read a lot of spider-man and I read a lot of spider-man 2099 unfortunately um, <laughs> Thank you thank you, Matt for that laugh um, But um, I remember watching the cartoon like the the spider-man cartoon that was on Fox in the mid 90s mm-hmm. and one of the episodes um, They had done all this whole multi-universe thing with spider-man like he had met other spider-man mm-hmm. and one in one universe Um, he met stan lee and swung around with him and that was my first time i can honestly remember like uh seeing stan lee and be like who is this guy and then they they showed him like creating spider-man and drawing him i was like oh i guess he's the creator of it and then i looked into him more right because he wasn't there there weren't really marvel movies back then the first cameo i remember him seeing like in the movies was for x-men when he was um on the beach
3: yeah what, he's um, selling hot dogs or something, wasn't he? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, Hawk? What about what was your um, first exposure to Stanley? Um, I remember.
2: Probably dating myself here, but uh, back in the early '80s, and that uh, the Amazing Spider-Man and Friends was the cartoon on Saturday morning. I was always up and ready for in that, and uh, it was first hearing him because uh, he would always do the intros to each of the episodes, and that you know, was signaling, "Hello, true believers."
0: <laughs> hmm. I don't I don't I remember seeing images of that, but I, I don't think I've ever seen
2: it. I know. I, I used to watch it religiously. I could I could not give you a description of any single episode in that, but uh it was basically uh, a cartoon revolving around Spider-Man, uh Iceman, and Firestar and the adventures they would get into every week. <laughs> what
0: yeah, what you know. a random combination.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know it took me a while later on when I actually got into X-Men and started reading about Iceman and that and I'm like, I where's Firestar? Mm -hmm.
0: he's one of my favorite x-men too so that's such a weird weird come anyway what about you matt what was your first uh introduction i
1: um i came in really really late to the game with the knowing of stan lee because i mean like obviously i read the comics sporadically as a kid Mm. um it wasn't really until i was sat down and told you need to watch this movie called mall rats and i was like okay but i know nothing about this watch the movie i'm like that's awesome Because that movie kind of spelled out, this is who Stanley is, and this is why he's a big deal. And then you Mm. see him on the screen, and I was like, that guy's responsible for all the stuff that I've read, and I never had a clue as to who he actually was. Because, you know, I was a teenager, and being like, comics are awesome, no one gets me, (laughs) As one is wont to do when you grow up kind of in the Mm country-ish.
0: Yeah, I I remember him in that movie, too. Especially um, Brody's whole thing about the Hulk's... Wait, no. The Thing's penis? The Thing's, yeah. The Thing's penis? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, has also, he has a unhealthy... Uh...
1: Obsession with superhero sex organs. <laughs> so you might want to get that checked.
0: <laughs> it's funny watching that cameo now because like looking back, I'm like, oh, he looks so young. Like, well, super yeah. yeah
1: But I think Stanley's always one of those guys like he hit a certain age and he just kind of looked exactly the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, once he hit about 55, 60, he just stopped aging. Yep. He just kind of got smaller.
0: He got smaller. His hair got a little bit grayer, and that—that that was pretty much it. He but pretty- but
1: not even that much. He still had those like J Jonah Jameson streaks in the side right up until he passed. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm sorry, but don't play like that wasn't based off his look at all. Because oh, you for look sure. at like young pictures of Stanley, and you look at JJ. That's who that was. It was just
0: an angrier version of him. I feel. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, at least the one time I met Stanley, I, he seemed like such a nice guy, but he always had this loving relationship with his fans. I can only, absolutely. I can only imagine like,
1: like I'm, how I'm just saying was. when you, when you have a particularly angry editor that looks exactly like the guy that was the editor, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was just, you know, Kirby throwing shade at him. Pat, that's fair. Could that's be. fair. Could be.
0: Yeah. Look, should we, should we go through like his biggest creations, yeah. like, um, or our favorite ones of this? Like, it's it's hard to.
1: Uh, I I think we kind of have to.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> how how are we gonna name all of his creations? Like the Fantastic Four, yet Spider-Man, <laughs> like you, 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 X-Men. you'd have to do like
3: the the, anything X, yeah. countries of the world yeah. song, but yeah, as a,
0: like no okay, I'll go with the some of the more popular ones: Spider-Man, the X-Men, yep, yep, Iron Man, yep. Thor, America. the Hulk. He didn't do Captain America. Captain America came way before him. <laughs> yeah, um, the Fantastic Four, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Daredevil, mm-hmm. Doctor mm-hmm. Strange, and Ant Man. You're mm-hmm.
3: reading this off Wikipedia,
2: aren't you? I don't know what you're talking <laughs> I'm about. I'm <laughs> seeing the exact same
3: list and the exact same. I list. was
2: looking at that <laughs> list earlier, and that and it's it could, the actual characters goes two pages not Yeah, yeah even I, though, with all the sub characters and everything he's created over his lifetime. Yeah.
0: There's no way. Like, did he,
2: yeah.
0: he? He didn't create the Eternals, did he? I think it was Kirby, wasn't it? Kirby yeah. definitely drew them, but I don't know if he wrote.
2: I you know he's lists uh,
1: Okay. I think it's one of those those tricky things where it was, he may not have created them directly, but he had created characters that then became part of the team that then got incorporated Mm. into that. Because I mean, even if he didn't necessarily create something, he Mm. had his thumbprint on it somewhere along the line, and then it just kind of morphed into, well, what about these characters that were in this one comic as a one-off? Let's bring them back and make them a team.
3: Well, Mm -hmm. Stanley pretty much pushed over a tower full of ping pong balls, and that's just Everything's yeah. going nuts. Um, yeah. I mean, who can say really what, who created what or uh, what influences, you know, sort of bounce between the different creators, different writers over the years. I mean, you, you can't pin exactly, but you can, I mean, he was the one who, the um, initial momentum that everyone just mm-hmm. came to, latched onto and went with.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh man. Yeah. I'm not, now I'm looking at his character list. I'm not going through all of this. No, it's <laughs> the same. There are people here I don't even know. <laughs>
1: yeah. The best answer to that is who did he create? Yes. It's, it it's funny
0: because it's it's more like, like Yeah, it it really is his influence on, on Marvel mm-hmm. Comics as a whole. Like he he took characters and he wanted to give it this sort of um relatability for for like the common reader. Like Mm -hmm. if you look at the comics that came before, you look at DCs, like you have Superman and you Mm -hmm. have Wonder Woman, you have all these like Greek gods. And people talk about how comics were like the modern myth. Right. Mm -hmm. But but Lee wanted to bring it down to the common person. Like that's why Spider-Man continues to be one of the most popular characters ever because he could just be one of us. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, Awesome powers and much smarter.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's it's the one thing, it's the one line that he's most famous for having written is that with great power comes great responsibility, and that's the like the first time that I think anyone in the industry humanized uh, a hero that way. Because I mean, you have Superman, he's an alien from another world that has powers. You have Batman, who's billi- you know, a billionaire that has all this money and can do whatever he wants. Green Lantern, all these DC characters that were just like, yes, they're extraordinary people with extraordinary powers, and then you have Spider-Man, he's, he's a high school kid that got bit by a spider randomly.
0: Yeah. 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 Or you can even look at, like, and
1: yeah, and yeah, go far,
3: Without, um, I mean, uh, uh, Superman, or sorry, uh, ba- Batman, you know, has no powers, and he's still going out and kicking ass and being um, in everybody's face, but I mean, all, everyone every one of those others take their powers away and they're they're still going to go out and fight the fight. Spider-Man's the guy who it got tossed onto. It's like, well, now you have to fight the fight to the best of your ability.
0: Yeah. yeah. He has that that whole Catholic guilt going there, right? Spider-Man and Daredevil. They're like, if I don't help anyone. Straight down I go.
1: Well, and I mean, uh, I may be wrong, and I I don't think so, but I may be wrong in this. I think that, especially with a lot of the early Marvel stuff, Stan was the first one that really kind of greenlit the there are repercussions for these people having powers. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, you had the Gwen Stacy arc, you have, you know, Tony's alcoholism. Like these are normal people that actually have legitimate problems and normal problems. And they mm-hmm. also just happen to put
2: on a costume and fight insane villains.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's, that's the way he really humanized his superheroes in that to be, because yeah. he introduced their problems mm-hmm. yeah. to the world. not paying rent, getting sick. Uh, getting angry, having temper tantrums mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: like you can even look at the, his first creation, like the Fantastic Four they're just like a normal family that has superpowers and then they sort of, they're, they're dysfunctional like each of them have their own issues like um, Reed is a little bit too overwrought like he thinks too much over everything and, yeah. and the powers are manifested with each, yeah. each of those um, people, which is really cool
1: well, that, yeah, that was always Reed's thing. Was Reed was very much a scientist. He was all about coulda, not shoulda. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I think I can do this. Let's find out if I can. And then he would do that, and something horrible would happen. And then he would be responsible for fixing his own problem.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then Johnny would, uh, you know, run off and do something without thinking about it. And then yeah. that was his
1: problem. And he'd yeah. have to fix that.
0: <laughs> and then
1: Ben was covered in orange rock and just wanted <laughs> to be a normal guy and really couldn't be. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. The rock penis. Like we were talking about <laughs> earlier.
1: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about how um he made all these people relatable. And I think Stanley did this thing where he wanted to be socially aware, like he wanted to touch the times of when he was writing. He wanted people to to feel what the general populace was feeling. Like you can look at the, the civil rights movement. Civil, right, civil rights. Movement. Oh, okay. Lord, I'm tired. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he he started creating um characters that reflected uh, social issues at the time. You get Luke Cage. It's sort of, I guess, a little bit later, that's sort of the black exploitation one. But I think the the team that most exemplifies this is the X-Men. And I yep. and I feel like we should probably go into the X-Men. Hawk, what about your what was your first um exposure to the X-Men?
2: um uh, besides the introduction to ice man and the amazing spider-man and friends uh oh, yeah, i forgot about that <laughs> yeah probably started collecting like x-men comics i don't even really know why but it was around 86 and that uh got into some really amazing storylines in that um and storm had her powers uh taken away from her did you ever read the Genosis uh storyline in that
0: you know what? I don't think I ever read it, but I definitely saw it in the 90s cartoon.
2: Yeah. yeah. And they did a really the, uh, good job at yeah.
0: summarizing mm-hmm. each of the major story arcs. Yeah. They definitely did the Phoenix Sega way better than any movie so far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and in the future, probably. <laughs> well, you know,
1: fingers crossed on that one. It might actually pull it off. I don't, uh, know.
0: I don't uh, know, man. Without having uh, Gene go good first before being bad, I feel like it's sort of lost on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. Um, you know, um, haven't
2: explored the character enough in the recent movies. So yeah. yeah, and
0: and really, she was what introduced in the last movie. I don't really care about her yeah. so far. So
2: there was enough going on in that movie; you didn't really care who
1: she was.
0: No, no, exactly. Oh yeah. Plus, that um, movie was horrible. Um,
1: yeah, just just to dovetail off that one, because I can I'll kind of dive in here, is because this is one of the. It kind of ties in with the first time I really had any exposure to a Stanley creation. The first. X Men comic I ever bought and owned was, I think it was '89, God Loves Man Kills. Hmm. Nice. Which was like for an introduction to the X Men universe. Damn.
0: I wish I Cause... knew which was my first one because I definitely bought a couple and I remember seeing the covers because that yeah. was the time when they started doing those stupid oil yeah. things.
1: Yeah. On the 3D oh, foils. I, That's why I they started I, watching. And that was one of those, like, I literally. I went to the world's largest bookstore in Toronto because I happened to be in Toronto with my family for whatever reason. I can't remember what it was. Were you fucking? Like, no, four. <laughs> 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 there was it predated that. Oh, okay, <laughs> um, but it was one of those like I was just kind of getting into the X Men. Like I just kind of heard of them. Uh, I think uh, the NES had released that really, really, really shirt the uh, X Men video game mm-hmm. uh, at the time. I don't but even I was remember like, that one. Hey. Oh, it was it was so bad. Like it was literally like a an over an over like polygon run around. They have kind of, they have powers kind of, but you can play as like, you know, like it was one of those like oh like Cyclops is the best one because Wolverine has to get really close and he dies really fast. So it's like I don't even know who these characters, <laughs> which are. doesn't make
0: sense. No, yeah,
1: regenerates yeah. <laughs> like, because no. that's how great the NES port of that first game was. <laughs> um, so I picked I picked up this comic I'm like okay cool because it was it was a compilation book. So it was like, I got my first exposure to what a graphic novel was, not even knowing what the term was. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I recognize these characters. Yeah, I totally want to read this. And I literally read that and I'm like, it blew my mind because I was like, there is so much, there was so much social commentary in that comic. And I honestly say, if you have not read that, go out and read it.
0: Mm -hmm. Was it Um, lost on you as a child or? Not at all. Not Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. I wonder how much like was lost on me when I started reading X-Men, like. I was probably fourteen or thirteen when the when the animated series came out, and I became really interested in it. But yeah. I don't know if I ever got the the idea that it was supposed to be like us in in comic book form, <laughs> like us going through puberty and whatnot.
1: Well, um, I mean, like like I said, God Loves, Man Kills was like the because that was the whole they and they kind of did it a bit in X Two with the whole Striker nonsense.
0: Yeah, it was yeah.
1: kind of it was two and kind of three because it was a whole. You know the the preacher that has the crusade because mutants are a you know a religious abomination and a crime against God. And it became a very much a very 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 heady commentary on religion like being mode?
0: used,
2: yeah, oh. gay rights and like religion being used as a tool
0: mm-hmm. to yeah.
2: shape an agenda. Was uh, that it? Was was that partially uh, influential in that uh, Deadpool two storyline? Similar, very similar. Hmm. They
1: pulled a lot of that too. They actually um I can't remember who it was. It was um uh, Ultimate X-Men did part 2 of it back in the early thousands where they brought the characters back and it was it was good. It wasn't as good as the original, but I remember they did a, re- a graphic novel reprint that I also picked up.
0: In uh, Ultimate was, X-Men?
1: Uh, it wasn't Ultimate, it was one of the other weird little spin-off. I can't okay. remember what it was. I was going to say I, I don't we,
0: I, I don't remember that storyline in the Ultimate Universe. No, I think it was well.
1: I think it was extreme.
0: Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah,
1: like, so it wasn't, it, it was very, like, the, the art was very cartoony in, there in the part two versus part one, which is, like, almost like oil painting. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very, it was very Kirby. very, like, this is very beautifully done uh, with a very intense storyline. And the second part was like, eh. But, uh, but yeah, like, that's just, that was my first real X-Men exposure was that graphic novel. Uh, followed shortly by that, I picked up two. I picked up that one. I picked up the first time they encountered Arcade.
0: Oh, I don't think I've read that one. I remember it on the again on the c- cartoon, but oh. I don't think I ever read it. Did they go to? Um,
1: yeah, they all they got kidnapped and taken to Murder World. Okay, yeah. uh, cool. which like again, like it's one of the only characters that they and because Arcade was kind of a... was one of the first like crossover villains because he he was basically a, a murderer for hire, so he would be hired by villains to kill off heroes, mm-hmm. uh, and they actually talk about how. Like he has a little flashback, Arcade does, where he talks about how he tried to kill Daredevil. Oh, uh, before he captured the X Men and had failed.
0: Well, you know, Daredevil. So it,
1: uh, it was one of the it was one of the first times they kind of dabbled in like the multiverse crossovers with the comics, which I thought was kind of cool. Because I'm like, oh my god, they all exist in the same universe. That's so weird. Yeah, yeah. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, who knew? Because I was like ten, so I'm like, I don't know. From multiverse, I don't know what this is like. These are comic books. I don't even know they acknowledge other comic books.
0: Yeah, it's sort of weird, like seeing like. The the concept of having all of these supers in the same area, you think yeah, that they'd help just, each other or not?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think they
2: would like team up and work together or something? And they would. Know. Just so it would take like uh, twenty years. are always in conflict. Yeah. yeah, I remember uh, speaking of Daredevil and that. I remember like one of the, way back in the day and that uh, the Bushwhacker storyline from. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, his conflict. Wolverine was uh, hunting him down as well. Yeah. Only he wanted to kill him, and that and, uh, Daredevil wanted to capture him. Yeah.
0: I feel they like we first... talked about this in an earlier episode, do we?
2: I feel like, yeah, yeah.
0: I think you keep on bringing up this this storyline. <laughs>
1: it's it's a really tight storyline, though. Again, it was the, the the moral conundrum. You have two heroes that everyone loves mm-hmm. working across purposes, and mm-hmm. they're both mm-hmm. equally valid in their you know decisions. Which again, kind of a Stanley thing, where he's like, you know, both parties can be right, but you have to look at what's best for the greater good.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Stu? What about what's your history with the X Men? Oh,
3: I think. uh, I mean, I I think I'm the youngest in the group here. Safe to say, by Uh, a lot. Yeah, (laughs) a little bit. Um, Get a baby. uh, beard now. Look at this thing. Um, (laughs) No, uh, uh, I, I remember seeing the cartoon on like. Saturday morning TV, and kind of like flipping over to another channel when they came on, because like this is too dark.
2: Um, <laughs> as a little kid,
3: I was like, "Where are my Ninja Turtles?" Uh, so uh, then there was some massive, like fold-out, um, like enormous book uh, that was just a series of board games um, with all Marvel, like different Marvel things, and there was like uh, one board game that was. X Men related, and I was like, I don't like the coloring on this. (laughs) Go play Spider Man instead. So, uh, discerning
1: Uh, youth is what you're saying.
3: Yes, yes. I was like, (laughs) oh, it's all browns and yellows. I don't like this. Uh, (laughs) So then, um, yeah, it wasn't really until, um, the, the first X Men movie came out that I actually was like, okay. I'll give, I guess I'll give the X-Men a try. I, I you know, didn't like them as a kid and went and sat down and watched it. And I was like, well, I, um, I have to reconsider everything I thought about these people. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that was my first um, experience and I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, the color scheme was better in the movies than on that board game. So.
1: <laughs> so, so what you're saying is you were into the black leather and less so much the yellow spandex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take Black Leather.
0: Well, seeing Hugh, Hugh Jackman in Black Leather, I, I don't blame you. I'm just, right. I'm just saying. <laughs>
3: Man knows how to put on a show.
0: It's Ooh. true. He is the greatest showman. Um, mm-hmm. did, did anyone, like, I when I started reading comics, I don't recall Stan having his soapbox in the back. I think if they had done away with that by the time I... Did anyone have comics when he was still writing that? No. No. I'm uh, looking at you, Hawk. Because I know ones. I'm
2: trying to. think. <laughs> uh, now, now that you mentioned it, I, I vaguely remember, but I couldn't recall a single one of the, the soapbox uh, moments not from the back of the comics. And that. Oh. When did he do that?
0: Oh, up until like the early '80s, I think.
2: Early Something. '80s, okay. Because I'm, pro- I was probably around '86 in that, and I really started seriously collecting in that. So I think that I, by that time it was over.
0: Oh, that's fair. There's yeah. one that's been uh, gaining some momentum over the past week, like um, one that's been shared all over the internet and I will read it for you guys. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's actually, uh, it came from 1968. So he was writing this around the time of uh, when he created, um, you know, black Panther. Uh, it's called "Stand soapbox from 1968. Let's lay it right on the line. I wish I could read it in his voice. Okay. You guys, Excelsior. Will probably Excelsior. Uh, let's lay it right on the line. Bigotry and racism are among the deadliest social ills plaguing the world today. But, unlike a team of costume supervillains, they can't be halted with a punch in the snoot or a zap from a ray gun. The only way to destroy them is to expose them, to reveal them for the insidious evils they really are. The bigot is the unreasoning hater, one who hates blindly, fanatically, indiscriminately. If his hangup is black men, he hates all black men. If a redhead once offended him, he hates all redheads. If some foreigner beat him to a job, he's down on all foreigners. He hates people he's never seen, people he's never known, with equal intensity, with equal venom. Now we're, not say, now, we're not trying to say it's unreasonable for one human being to bug another, but although anyone has the right to dislike another individual, it's totally irrational, insane, to condemn an entire race, to despise an entire nation, to vilify an entire religion. Sooner or later, we must learn to judge each other on our own merits. Sooner or later, if man is ever to be worthy of his destiny, we must fill our hearts with tolerance. For then and only then we will be truly worthy of the concept that man was created in the image of God, a God who calls us all his children. Ax, ex justica stan. Like, this is the type of voice that he wanted mm. to, to, you know, tell all his readers, readers of all ages, that, you know, they, these were important issues to him. And it should stan, have been point, stan. like, like, it's incredible that he wrote this in a comic book, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: To, to think that the the majority of readers were children and that this was his message. He want, I, And I know when he talks about his soapbox, he wanted to, it to be like this conversation with the reader. He, he never wanted them to feel left out. Like, he wanted it to be personal between you and him. Mm-hmm. And you could take away that message, totally different from a different from the person reading it behind you, but he wanted to have that relationship with people. What do you guys think
2: about that? I wonder how much flack he got over that, uh, you know, considering like you know, like a lot of like. Well, he worked. You know, he obviously worked for a company, and that they didn't want their sales impacted in that through controversial subject matters, and that. Mm. But Uh, I
0: don't know. They they talked about controversial social matters in their storyline, so I wonder. But I guess because it's in a comic book form, it can be taken.
2: Sure, but as the minute somebody steps up and puts their face or their voice in that behind a certain opinion in that, that's you know, the say the rest of the country wasn't totally on board with in that, then yeah, it uh, yeah, yeah. But it's
3: it's also that's what you said, sixty eight. Yeah. So I mean, how widespread were? uh, I mean, the 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 outside of comic like bona fide comic nerds. I mean, you know, comics and superheroes weren't in the pop culture zeitgeist like they are today um i mean people who are reading people who are reading the comics would have been i mean they would have been picking up on that stuff and they probably would have been um i mean they, they wouldn't have been dyed in the wool uh clan members
2: sitting around True. reading um mostly but,
0: but maybe True. it could have been a kid of a clan member right that's yeah.
2: possibly okay. Interesting, possibly, yeah. possibly. Even, even still, like what, like with a statement like that, and that, you know, the news circuit obviously would have picked up on it, and that, and you know, republished it, and that.
0: Maybe, maybe not. Like it's the first time I, yeah.
2: But I mean, you're
3: also It's not the twenty-four hour sort of news cycle that we have today, where they're looking for anything and everything to fill the void.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're also looking at nineteen sixty-eight, where those kind of conversations did not happen. mm -hmm. Like they were not commonly known, and again, it was not a common thing for someone that writes funny books, which I mean, as much as they, we, we can look back now with hindsight and go, you know, this is fantastic We talk about that then. No one was having those conversations on like a very public open forum that was yeah, reaching. That's fair to say.
3: I'm just, I'm just wondering how big of a public forum would it have been at the time? Like, I mean, how big was, you know, uh, the readership? How, I mean, it's, 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 it's not like firing out a tweet today. Um, yeah.
1: But I mean, you have, to, you have to think it's one of the few mediums where, like, again, especially when you look at that, time, that point in time where there was such a, a division between the North and the South when it came to how things were looked at, that was a medium that reached all corners of, of the country, I mean, especially the US. Mm-hmm. Like it had yeah. widespread readership in all states and people weren't tied to it the way that they are to news mediums or whatnot. So you're reading this and going, wow, like this guy – this guy makes Spider-Man. and He's talking about this stuff. Like, maybe I should start paying attention a little closer.
2: Either that, or somebody was having the opposite reaction? It's like I will never pick up a, an issue in that. You know, based on sure. what this guy said. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, like, that I, I, I doubt he was speaking into a void in that. You know, and I doubt that, like, you know, the general public wouldn't have not heard this uh, message. And yeah, oh, absolutely. And formed in maybe. Paint. I just, I
3: just don't. I just don't want to shoot an arrow and paint a bull's bullseye sure. around it. From yeah the, you know 2018
2: sure yeah, yeah um, it, it, it's I, weird I
0: because mean, I
3: respect him yeah. for saying it though
0: yeah it's the 60s right so that would have been the silver age of comics mm-hmm. yeah. like, um, still fairly popular not as popular as the uh, as the golden age like when Superman first came out but sure. I think I think at this time because of spider-man because of these new comics I think it was on the rise like it was mm-hmm. before it crashed at the end of the bronze right? So I think it it was probably fairly popular, but not as popular, you know, as Stu was saying. As now, it's not like the the zeitgeist of Mm -hmm. of now.
1: But I mean, you can also you can also look at it as uh, I mean, especially because you're saying like it was just around the time that Black Panther launched. It's one of those things where if you have uh, a a group of people that are starting to read these comics that were not what was considered the standard target audience for comic books, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: to to not only have a hero that represented them. But then to turn around and be like, "This is the guy that's writing this, and he gets, oh, yeah. he gets no, that, no. what we're kind of going through right now." I mean, it's kind of it's one of those that kind of gives that extra layer of, I, and again, I'm speaking from not a place of knowledge in any universe on this, <laughs> but it gives them kind of that you can get that extra feeling of you know, there's someone out there that gets me, which has always been at least what I felt that kind of comic book fandom has always been about is that there, there are people out there that get what I'm going through and they understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And you kind of to read this and be like, not only do I kind of identify with these characters, but the guy that's writing them gets kind of what I'm going through, too. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's sort of the lasting legacy of what Stan did. Um, his characters were there. There's there always someone there that mm-hmm. we can be like, oh, that's someone I could relate to. Um, <laughs> yeah. at least around. I, I, I didn't get the, the whole Asian thing because most of those were like Kung Fu people. but like they're they're always like people like the x-men where they're like people that you know felt excluded from the world and then Mm -hmm. but they have found their own little group of people whatnot yeah
2: i think i was one of the coolest things about x the x-men and that is because you know like with your typical heroes like superman and that they were they were just gifted with powers you know at birth and that you know um almost like it, there was almost like a kind of a predestination uh, to it. Um, but with the ex- introduction of the X-Men and the idea of the mutant gene and that, it kind of, mm. it, it was one of the most inclusive ways of, of like, you know, of forming a, like, a superhero group and that it's like, it was, you know, power distributed equally.
3: Mm. It was, it was also kind of like the uh, similar to, I, I just read it again. Um, and you know, the losers club the, and Stephen King's it. Yeah. yeah, they're all the social outcasts, the pariahs, and um, you know, on their own, they they, they uh, can't find uh, their, their place in the world. But you know, when they all sort of come together, they can move the world. More powerful and t- together than separate. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they,
0: they can talk to space turtles, which is way more important yes. than anything. Cosmic, 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 cosmic. cosmic my fingers bad. crossed. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. When you're dealing with, with when
3: you're dealing with the cosmic shirt like this, you got to throw out the manual guide. <laughs>
1: yeah. The I'm turtle right. couldn't help us. R- rumor and innuendo is that it's making a cameo, but that's just <gasps> rumor and innuendo. Uh... Oh, not wow. that I have, not that I have an inside scoop, but no, I, I no, ask. I don't
0: know who you're talking about. Um, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, it, um, it's hard to think of where to go next. Like we we talked about his influence on society. Well, at least we touched upon different ways that he he's touched like social issues and how he's treated fans like his his own. Um, we did talk about uh, his cameos like the X-Men one. We were talking about the hot dog one. Are there... Mm-hmm. And he, he has an extensive cameo yeah. list. Yeah. Is there is there one that pops out in your mind as your favorite one? I'm going to start with Hawk because he's laughing right now.
2: Oh, I'm trying to think. Uh, probably the one that most comes to recently to mind might be Ragnarok. Rock and that, to, you know, <laughs> he famously got to cut
0: Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I love that. One. That was a great one. Yeah. That was good. What about you, Stu? What do you? What was your? Uh, is there one that pops out for you?
3: I, I'm not sure if I'm going to say this because it's the most recent one I've seen, but uh, the um, the the recent Spider-Man video game
0: cameo. I no. love that one. It was like it just
3: it, I. I it, yeah, go for it. it, it. it, it it felt like he was. I mean, he was sort of commenting on Spider-Man um,
0: and his relationship, and what, right?
3: Exactly, and what that meant to him. And it was just like, you, you, I mean, you, you see Stan pop up, pop up in so many places, and he gets to do cool things, but rarely, if at all, does he sort of get to have his special moment with the character
0: yeah he stole mine Stu. i was gonna say that one dang it i I love it i I thought it was such a and it you you don't you don't really expect it either right and especially in a video game and he just came up and it was like perfect like the way he talked about mary jane the way he talked about uh peter and how he saw them together i was like oh man i don't want to ruin this for matt because he hasn't played it
1: Uh, i'll get to it don't worry about it but it's such a
0: it's such a sweet moment and it, it is it's probably one of my favorite if I didn't pick that one I think I would pick the the, the one where he showed up in the animated uh spider-man show
2: okay because okay. the joy
0: of him web slinging and um, <laughs> yes he talks about the they, they talk about the relationship and how um everything that spider-man's done the whole idea of um power and responsibility and what it means and it, it was such a especially at that age I was like what 14 or fifteen. and it's such a poignant uh point to get across, like, yeah. I know, I know it comes across a lot in Spider-Man, but it, it didn't come across as like dour at that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, um, it was more, more in a time of hope. Um, what Go about ahead. you, Matt? More?
1: Um, I have two because I'm greedy, and that's just how I roll.
0: That's fine. Um,
1: yep. c- Cinematically, hands down, uh, it was. I'm gonna screw up. I, it was Guardians Two, where he did okay. the cameo with the Watchers.
0: Oh yeah
1: just that because it paid yes. and it, it was such a great little james gunn nod to the fan theory that stanley's character in the marvel universe like the mcu was one of the watchers because he was always there mm-hmm. and he was always there for key moments and they kind of gave that little nod uh which i really dug that they was like a he's there and they introduced the watchers without like if you it was one of those if you know who they are that's hilarious and if you don't you're sitting there just, going, What is this? And it makes you actually have to go and look up what's going on. I and it's, love just, it.
3: it's, it's just another thing of the cosmic shirt that's just flying by. <laughs> and it's, yeah, where well, you're like, worst. I hope I, I,
1: it, It's yeah.
0: amazing that they're actually there. Like, it, it was something yeah. that I would never expected to see on yeah. screen. And they yeah. were right. perfect. And it was like, The Watchers are there. And then, and yeah. then, like, later they announced that the Eternals were coming on screen. I was like, uh, These I are know. all things that I never expected to show. Yeah
1: and well, i'm still never. like hands down i i'm i'm willing to put money down right now they will have the watchers make a cameo somewhere in, in infinity war 2
0: i yeah. c- i could see thing. that
1: because i was i was almost surprised they didn't have some one of them do a cameo in infinity war part one because i'm like why would you not like you've introduced them have them show up because everyone would lose their mind if that happened
0: i sort of expected at the end you know like when um thanos was sitting there at like on his farm i I sort of expected like just the backup and you see the watchers just watching everything um but I guess that would have brought more questions to the general public than.
1: It's mm. It's tricky because it's one of those, it, it walks the fine line between being like a tongue in cheek bit for the hardcore fans and yeah. then like actually introducing a character and having people understand what that is right out of the gate.
0: Because mm. there's a lot of explaining and they're going to have to do. There's they... a lot.
1: Um, so these the second, guys don't yeah. involve themselves in yeah. anything, but they watch <laughs> and record. <laughs> How weird that they'd be called the watchers and that's what they do. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: like it's like Buffy took something from them. Um, womp womp. Eh, not there really. Thank, sort of,
1: um, thanks for phase one, Joss.
0: Yay. Oh, yeah. um,
1: I, and the second one I have, and this is again just like a little shout-out. Um, for those of you that have been to Universal Islands of Adventure in Florida, I'm, I have not. I have not. They they have a ride there called The Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man. It's uh it's a 3D it's like a 3D simulator that. you're in a cart that moves around the whole track. Very cool. I recommend if you haven't gone there and you don't plan on going, look it up on YouTube just to watch the ride through because it's a very, very cool ride. Okay. But they actually gave Stanley a very, very tiny cameo. It's like you're in this basically, it's it happens in the in the continuity of the cartoon.
0: Huh.
1: And you've basically Wait, been which hired
0: one? the nineties cartoon or the ni-
1: the nineties cartoon, because that's oh. when the ride premiered was the nineties. Mm. So it's one of those you've basically the, the people that are on the ride have been hired by JJ to be like supplementary reporters that have to drive around in this little cart called a scoop. And you're basically trying to find Spider-Man because the, it, I can't remember the name of the group. It was it, a group of villains. It was basically Doc Ock, uh, Electro, Shriek, um, Hydro Man, and uh, Hobgoblin.
0: Well, that's a weird okay. combo. A
1: Very okay. random. It was like the, it was the Sinister Syndicate. That was the name of the
0: group. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that they threw together. They had, they had stolen the Statue of Liberty because Doc Ock had created this like anti-gravity gun. It's a stupid, it's a, it, the concept is very like, it's very 90s cartoon where it's like, yeah we have villains that we need to yeah. throw together in a ride and we have the rights to these ones so we'll go. Yeah, okay. uh, But you're driving around in this little scoop cart and it's like, you're going through an actual like, like a track and there's like, <laughs> like actual live elements everywhere. And you come up on this garbage truck and you almost hit it and it slams on the brakes. And inside the the driver's cab is Stanley who's like shaking your fist like, you crazy kids. (laughs) (laughs) It's like like not even a three second bit. But it's one of those, if you're looking, you're like, that's fucking Stanley. That's awesome. And then you're like, zip around a corner. You don't see anything after that. But For me, I'm like, that's brilliant. They gave the guy a cameo in a fucking amusement park ride. (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) amazing. Um,
1: Yeah, so that was that for me. Those are my two absolute favorite, like, tongue-in-cheek Stanley cameos.
0: So we're going to go plan on going to Disney in 2020?
1: Not Disney, Universal.
0: Well, it's around the corner. Yeah. (laughs) Around the corner.
3: If you're going to Florida, you might as well do both.
0: Well, well, uh, 2020 because I, I want to go to, you know, Star Wars Land.
1: Wait to 2021. Uh, There's going to be a lot of bugs in that place. I saw. I actually saw. It, it
0: opens. It opens next year, though. That's why. No, I, I know. I,
1: but I, I was just there on my honeymoon. <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> and I went because we, we were at. Sure. Uh, Thank you. We were at uh, Disney Studios, and they had the whole part walled off. But just the absolute scope of that Star Wars Land. Yeah. You could see everything that was over top of the barricade fence because it's massive. Um, for context, because I because wa- Jen and I, who is my wife now, watched them move this by crane, they have built a fully two-scale Millennium Falcon. Yep. Yeah,
0: I saw the pictures of it.
1: Because I, we watched them move, a small, uh, move what looked like about an eighth of the cockpit. <laughs> and it was very obvious that because of the design of it. I'm like, that's a Millennium Falcon cockpit. That's freaking massive. It's massive.
0: We should uh, mm. so twenty twenty one. We're all going
1: twenty twenty one. Do you, you want to give it a year after they open to work out all the bugs and get all the flow of everything together? Yeah, mm.
0: well, well, twenty twenty one. We'll go two years afterwards, um, mm. and then uh, and then we can uh, we can pick which side we want to. You heard that they're doing this whole thing where you can either be good or bad, right?
1: It's, it's not only that, but they've integrated it into the hotel that they're yeah, building yeah, yeah. on the site there to too. So it's literally like oh if you my. stay if you stay there. You pick your affiliation when you walk through the gate, oh. and it stays with you the entire trip.
0: So we're going evil, right? Oh, obviously, yeah. obviously, we're oh, all going to go evil. I don't know it's, what it's... has Westworld has taught me many things. I don't know. which way. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather have Jedi's coming after me than.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing though, you have to remember, it's current continuity, so it's the the sequel trilogy continuity.
0: Oh. I don't want to those
1: out there. So it's like, it's like First Order Empire. So that's one of those, like, that's why they haven't released a lot about it because they're building this based off the third movie that's getting released before they open the land. So they <sighs> can't give away too much because then that'll ruin the movie and Disney wants to make its money.
0: So sad. So it's a, it's a, it's a park about sadness. Anyway, uh, let's talk about, let's talk about, let's not talk about Star Wars anymore.
1: Let's talk about no. another sad thing. It's more fun.
0: Yeah. So, um, um <laughs> did, did we did we we all picked our cameos? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. So you, you didn't it, say
1: yeah. yours. You didn't say yours. Was
0: I sure. did. I said the it was the you animated did. one.
1: Right. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I think I think we're gonna probably uh, start wrapping up soon-ish. We've been recording for a while, and we've I think mm-hmm. we've I think we've touched about uh, most things that uh, we wanted to talk about at least with Stanley and. How he uh, influenced our lives and the lives of people around us and the zeitgeist and whatnot. I've been saying zeitgeist a lot just because of you. <laughs> this whole episode,
2: okay. um, trying to sound, cool. trying to make that university work for you. Remember, remember how he said <laughs> like we should just
0: talk normally.
2: Yes, Yes, yes zeitgeist. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess before we go, I guess the, the fact we should probably talk about the fact that you know that Sam Lee was like. This face that we all recognize in that, which is okay. kind of a weird role for somebody who's a comic book artist and creator in that, you know, yeah. like, the artists like that always tend to be these introverted, uh, shy people in that. He was always kind of a public figure in that. And yeah, I think mm-hmm. it was a very strange role for a comic book artist. He was like
0: the the big cheerleader for that medium, right? Like he was mm-hmm. he was always cheering it on. He was cheering the storylines, and he, he was he always believed in it. Like he believed that they were the modern myths. Like he wanted. He wanted to mm-hmm. create something yeah. that would be remembered after he was gone. Um, Absolutely. And yeah. that this is definitely his lasting legacy. Like, yeah.
1: story look, at, yeah. look at what he's created. It's,
0: yeah. it's I it's, mean,
1: it's, he, he, yeah, he's a world builder. Through. Yeah.
3: He's, he's up there with, I mean, he's, he's going to be up there with, um, I mean, I would know, say, Tolkien yeah, and Tolkien. Guy
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Frank Herbert, mm-hmm.
3: r- Rowling's gonna, you know, r- Rowling is stepping in. uh yeah, into
0: those uh, shoes, yeah. Yeah,
2: it, it's it's uh-huh. weird,
0: like, cause we were talking about how there's not really a public face for like books, like writers. Like, can you think of other than Rowling? Is there someone out there now that's sort of just like championing the medium?
2: Not modernly, no. Uh-huh. Other than like, like into Stephen, a- maybe Stephen King.
0: But even Gaiman yeah. to a, to extent yeah. is not as much as like Stan Lee was, right? No, 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 no. Or, um, or even Rowling
1: we, in that matter.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we're, we're, George R. R. Martin. Well, I don't
0: know. Yeah. 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 So I think he's sort of hiding because no one his book is just taking forever. <laughs> so.
1: I've written it off. But, but give the man credit; he, he started writing those books in the seventies.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Like, and this he, last.
1: He, yeah. He it's was like four <laughs> books in when they started the series, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta catch up now. Ah crap!"
0: And it, it, it's gonna be yeah. hard for him because that last book has, is is pro- is like a novel within a novel within like fourteen other novels, right? Because each yeah, of those yeah. characters, their storylines are so intricate that um, mm-hmm. not everyone can write like Stan and and, and <laughs> <laughs> all those people. Um, I'm giving him slack.
3: They, yeah, but but I mean, they they're all definitely in this. Uh, place i mean they are a part of history um Mm -hmm. some of them are still living history and uh stan has just sort of joined the ranks of a lot of uh people who came before him and he will you know continue to inspire people the way i'm sure he he sort of played off them Mm -hmm. i mean it's yeah it's cyclical and uh so i mean it's yeah it's sad right now but um I mean, mm-hmm. he's still going to be around in one form or another. Yeah, his, well, influ- and-
0: his influence will last for a long time.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, and it's one of those weird things, and i just like to throw this out here, because I, I noticed it. There's a lot of buzz on this, especially on the 12th with Twitter. Where were you when you found out Stan Lee had died? How does that work? Because work. the fact that that conversation happened mm-hmm. shows you the influence mm-hmm. that man had on pop culture, where that can be like literally a, a Twitter hashtag trend.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm it it was funny because we were i was planning the episode that was going to that we were going to record tonight we were going to talk about marvel and a and a and a youtube series that i i'm going to talk about at the end of this um episode um, and then i because i work at a newspaper i get the news wires right and it just yeah. started coming out before they started writing it on like newsweek and stuff like that and i was like mm-hmm. and then i just kept on seeing and i was like do I tell people or do I wait till the story comes out? Wait till it breaks. Yeah. So I, I had to wait yeah. until the first one came out, and then I just like posted it online to, you know, show people. But it, well, it, yeah.
1: especially with celebrity deaths, like you really need to be careful. there has been so many. Like, oh, this person died. And they're like, no, they were playing golf. Hmm.
0: Luckily, they're luckily, fine. the news wires are verified. Like, That's <laughs> good, yeah. so right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. At least, at least the ones that we get. Um, yeah. So before we go, I think. We should probably, because this is a parenting podcast. From a geeky point of view, there are a lot of sure. kids out there, even adults, that you know haven't gotten into comic books, haven't gotten into the the works of Stanley. Is there something that um, is there a medium or maybe a comic book or a game or whatnot that you would recommend them to look into to um, get into the works of Stanley, Matt Moore?
1: realistically, if you actually want to really, and it's a very easy thing to do, look at the Marvel, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you want to get a good intro to the works that this man created, if you get into those films, which are the most accessible things in the world right now, if you get it, if you watch those and you actually are into those, go back and look at anything from the 60s that that man wrote. And you will find, like, pick, pick your favorite hero. Go back and get the like, honestly, get the ultimate compilations of your favorite hero. Stanley is going to have touched at least the first half of that book at some point in time or another.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you, Hawk? Is there something that you oh, would man. suggest people look into?
2: Um, I know what kids are going going into the future, and that kids are going to get their introduction to Stanley from the uh, the Marvel MCU and the, the film series. Nice. So, you back up uh, Matt on that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's going to be the, the format that they you know they get their introduction from and that's It's you know, a little sad because you know, it'd be nice for you know if like you, that, like parents to kinda of take a more of an interest and say, you know, if you like these and that, like go back and like we we'll look at these, you know, uh, graphic novel compilations and some of the work that okay. you know? Well the the
0: good the good thing about um, like even them getting into the comics through the cinematic universe is that they have all these comics on in app form. Mm-hmm. so yeah and you know how kids love the the ipads and the the tablets so uh, a subscription to marvel unlimited is nothing mm-hmm. um, and they have the back history like they have the past 60 years plus yeah. of comic books on there um yeah that's not what i was gonna use but that is a good resource for people um i was gonna say um because you know youtube is where i get the majority of my entertainment now, Um, the Marvel Entertainment YouTube page has this series of videos called Marvel TLDR, which means Marvel Too Long Didn't Read. And basically, they're about three to seven minutes. Um, they're 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 an animated cartoon, and it summarizes a major event in Marvel history. So the most recent one they did was The Dark Phoenix, and they summarize it in three minutes. And then they say, wow. at the end of the episode, right. they say, if you want to feel, read the full thing, you can check it out at blah, 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 blah. But they've, right. done, they've done the Dark Phoenix Sega. They've done Man Thing, Armor <sighs> Wars, um, She-Hulk, Law and Disorder, The Coming of Galactus. Hawk, you'll enjoy this. They did Thanos Rising a couple months ago.
2: I, I watched two of them based on uh, your recommendation. That uh, one of them was uh, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, <laughs> which was summarized fantastically.
0: Yeah, and and they they've done like Planet Hulk and Civil War, and wow, like the the summary of Civil War is actually surprisingly good. And you know how convoluted <laughs> Civil War was when it came mm-hmm. out.
1: Um, what no? It was the easiest thing to work your way through. I think six I th- six different titles in the main one
0: is is that when we got mm-hmm. back into comics too. I think you were with me when we started reading Civil War. Yeah,
3: that's when I started. That was when yeah. I first really. I mean, that was my first real step into comics. I mean, around where I grew up, you couldn't buy them, mm-hmm. um, and the only comics I really had as a kid were either Archie or um, <laughs> there was like one issue of uh, like a, a Spider Man. Uh, Montreal Expos tie-in where <laughs> Green Goblin was to blow up the Montreal stadium.
2: <laughs> um, How does it work?
3: <laughs> I, don't I, think- d- I, d- I didn't. I think Spider-Man with the help of one of the baseball players who was like hitting <laughs> balls in the direction Ow. of Green Goblin took down the Green Goblin.
0: I, obviously the Expos needed to help out there because they're they are. Oh, he won.
2: <laughs> well, they, they needed the, like superhero help. Yeah,
1: they got to yeah. be good at something, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, Stu, uh, any anything anything for you?
3: Um, any- honestly, if someone's interested in doing it and they don't know, or like, if it, especially if it's a like your your kid or something, and you are they're interested in getting into it, just take them to a convention and say all this
0: yeah 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 or, or even a comic book store right like mm-hmm. the people there are yeah. generally knowledgeable and they would be like how yeah. do i how do i introduce my kid to spider well not,
3: not even that. i just say look go here is a box full of dreams and wonder <laughs> go yeah. immerse yourself i'll be right here
0: Hitting on this person in cosplay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember. You look at this box of joy and wonder, daddy's going to be waiting three hours in line to get his photo taken with this person from a pop culture show.
0: Did it? Did, exactly. Speaking of waiting in line for three hours, did anyone get to meet Stanley other than me?
1: No. Uh,
3: he yeah. walked past me. And he I walked caught.
0: past our booth. Do you remember that?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. And I was like, hey,
0: Thank you, Mr. Lee. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't think I said anything at that moment. I I met him earlier in the day, um, yeah, because yeah. me and Stu used to work at a booth, and then I just sort of like stared at him, which is sort of what yeah. happens whenever a celebrity comes by. Yeah. Uh, oh,
1: I there, I, I just yelled out thank you, and that was it. <laughs> I regret because the, the last opportunity I would have had was again at Fanex, and I was actually too busy talking to Ray Wise at the time because, bless the man's heart. He had like Palmer, no one. Wow. Yeah, because he, he had no one waiting in line to talk to him. So I'm like, you know what? I want to go. T- I, this guy is awesome. Palmer, he was one of the guys from Fork and uh, RoboCop. Yeah, yeah. And, like I, and, uh, Reaper, and so it's one. I was like, I literally went up there. I'm like, I'm gonna jump to the-, like there was no line. So I'm gonna go talk to him because he looked he looked so Fork and dejected. Uh, it, it's it's so um, sad because the horror from, side
0: uh, they never get people or least they're they're less or especially the well, older yeah. ones. And you're like, well, oh. especially because it's
1: one of those things. Like, it's like it's you know, it's Ray Wise, and people are like, unless you, and this was five five years ago, I think. Yeah, for sure. So it was one of those things where it's like they hadn't done the Twin Peaks reboot, so unless you knew that series, you'd have no idea who he was. RoboCop, they just done the really really crappy remake. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 No one was gonna try to make that kind of connection, and I'm like this, like this guy, is, and he's like a pretty sizable dude. Like he's not like he was short, but he was like built. So I, just, I sat there and literally had, like, a 10-minute chat with, with Ray Wise, which for me was, like, awesome. Because, like, this guy is one of my freaking heroes because he's so good in everything he does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And see, was just the nicest guy. You
2: see season three of Fargo? I haven't, no. Yeah, he's a, he, has a, he has a cameo in that. Quite, oh, okay, I agree. <laughs> I'm just slowly getting into that
1: show right now because it was one of those, I'm like, I'll wait and see. Cause I'm like, I like the movie, but I don't know if I can watch a series of it. Oh, the series is
2: amazing.
0: <laughs> so the oh, one, yeah. the one person that I saw without a line, and it was so strange because uh, Battlestar Galactica had ended like maybe, like, maybe like five, four years earlier. Oh. It was Edward James Olmos. Uh. There was no line at him. Yeah, and I don't know if it was just because it was on a weird day, but like I sat there and I was like, "Why is no one talking to him?" So I went and said hi to him, oh, and he's like, "And he's okay like, hey, bye.'" And 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 then he he left, and I was like, "Okay, cool."
1: Cause it's one of those weird things where, like, the most latest trend that the people are there for isn't what you should yeah. be going to talk to them about. But that's like, people are like, "Yeah, yeah you were cool, and you know, you were cool in Battlestar, but I want to see these people. Yeah, I want to go see
2: the guy. I want to go see Steven Amell again, <laughs> who's Lord, super if, nice. If I had been there, I would have peppered ever uh, James Arnold with questions about American Me nonstop.
1: <laughs> so, how was Blade Runner? Was it really wet? <laughs> 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 What um, actually happened in that movie? I don't know, man. <laughs> is Deckard a replicant?
0: Never talk about that movie. And we'll, t- we'll t- No, that's a lie. We'll talk about Blade Runner one day. But yeah, um, that's a
1: that's a three part series right there.
0: But anyways, mm. let's. You know what? What what should we say as a final word for Stanley? It's hard to Donald say. Oh, there's there's only here, there's right? only
2: two there's only two words. Thank you.
0: Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's it's um, it's gonna be the next year is gonna be a little weird for comic book fans. Yeah. And if you see yeah. them a little bit um, silent in Avengers 4 when he shows up, you'll know why.
1: You know you know what? I think it's either going to be one of those moments where in that movie, there's either going to be like just dead silence mm-hmm. or the loudest cheer ever. It, I, I yeah. think
0: it'll be the loudest cheer. Yeah, I think it's,
1: I and, and, I, and I'm, I'm positive that, I mean, that's, I give the MCU team credit because they were, they were smart and they made new because he wasn't doing well. Let's get these cameos mm-hmm. filmed now because we don't want to lose them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: and I kind of hope that he ends up like punching Thanos in the nuts.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine?
1: Uh, you know what? It wouldn't even shock me if they just CGI'd that in just because they can. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I, I think I think the weirdest part for us is going to be the uh, when the credits roll and it's in memory of stuff. In memory of yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's gonna be yeah. that's gonna kill all of us. A lot of people. Like I, I saw Infinity War Infinity with you, Matt. Yeah, even just a snap, and we were already (laughs) tearing. Done,
1: just done. Like
0: that. This is way more. um, Oh yeah, it'll hit us harder. Yeah. But um, so I guess I guess all we can really say is thank you, Stanley, for everything that you've done and everything you've created, and we look forward to enjoying your characters and your universe for years to come. Because us being us, we know this isn't going to end. As lovers of this universe and of this medium. We'll be we continuing until we, you know, pass it on to our kids and whatnot. Um, so, thank you, everyone, for joining me. Thank you, Stu, Matt, Hawk, uh, for coming on, and I hope to see you guys on the hundredth episode. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. And I'm sure, I can be I can do that. Excellent. And to all our listeners out there, thank you, and have a good night or day. Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get (laughs) a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you liked what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.